We are now officially well, well into round two now on the Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast. Justin Cuthbert with you and carrying on after the epic collapse for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We have two games to discuss tonight, but I'm going to be honest with you. Once this one went into overtime, this Colorado Vegas game, once it went into overtime, I realized that uh, I might not have it tonight. So we're going to go ahead with that result being up in the air, games on live, we might have the opportunity to break down a winner by the end of the night. But I feel like the big story is definitely the Montreal Canadiens winning 5-3 over the Winnipeg Jets in Game 1 in Winnipeg. They suffered no letdown after that emotional series victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs that just ended two nights ago. Um, but yeah, Montreal just kept the uh, the train moving after that uh Crazy victory, and now it looks like they have maybe the upper hand on Winnipeg, but let's dive completely into the game. And I think we have to actually work backwards because what everyone will be talking about in the lead-up to Game 2 will be Mark Shifley's devastating and probably suspension-worthy hit on Jake Evans literally right at the end of the game while the Montreal forward was trying to wrap around, wrap the puck around the net and deposit it into the empty net as the Winnipeg Jets were forced or pushing for that equalizing goal. It's a weird one because it's not textbook dirty. This is not a textbook player, but this was clearly a player that was a little angry of the events or about the events that were happening in the game. It's also, you know, I'm not sure it's a head hit. I'm not sure it's a charge, probably a charge. I'm not sure it's late and I'm not sure it's something that wouldn't be celebrated 15 years ago, but what it did have was a clear intent to injure. Um, clearly he was trying to punish Jake Evans for the audacity of scoring an empty net goal against Winnipeg in game one. Uh, and he did punish Jake Evans. It was, uh, it was an ugly scene. Jake Evans, uh, was stretchered off the ice. I don't know if he was out on his feet, but he landed on his shoulder and head because he looked like he lost control of his body at impact. Um, Montreal was clearly incensed by the play. Um, and again, I have to imagine Mark Shifley is suspended, which is horrible for the Winnipeg Jets. It's not as bad as the hit itself, but it's horrible for their prospects of winning this series because they're now down and they might be without their best player, their top center at least, for the foreseeable future. Uh, I don't want to make light of this at all, but this is sort of evidence that you just can't trust dudes that don't swear or show frustration. Like, it's built up in everyone, including Shifley, who was agitated all game, in scrums, involved in, you know, back and forth with a bunch of Montreal Canadiens. And instead of breaking a stick, he tried to break Jake Evans. It was just a gutless, unnecessary play, uncharacteristic. You can say that all you want. But what he did was sort of beyond, I don't want to say beyond the code. The code is such a ridiculous thing to talk about. But if you're actually trying to stop Evans from scoring, you're playing the puck and he had no interest in playing the puck and that was such a dangerous situation where one player is going one way and stopping and the other one's full speed trying to get back in time to I guess make an effort to try and stop Evans from scoring but once he knew it wasn't going to happen he decided hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. He'd rather just take a pound of flesh. Uh, there were two heroes on the play, or two heroes that came out of the incident. The first and the real one being Nick Ehlers. Uh, he jumped in right away and not only shielded the massive scrum from ensuing from Evans, who was lying prone on the ice with his head, you know, face to the side, cheek on the ice, like scary stuff. If they landed on him, it could have been much worse than it, we think it's going to be. And then two, Joel Edmondson, um, he, you know, his postgame comments were brilliant in two ways because he called for action saying that he expects the league to take care of it, but that if he gets back in the series, that we're going to make Shifley's life miserable. And that is, you know, as I mentioned, a call to action, but also standing up for a teammate the right way. Like, we're here for you. We're going to we're going to not, not just get retribution with a fake fight that doesn't mean anything, and I'm referencing Nick Foligno and Corey Perry, but, like, what you did was not acceptable, and you're going to pay for it if you come back in this series. And I, and I don't think we're going to see, you know, something ridiculously dirty i don't think we're gonna see pulled hair a la ryan reeves and ryan graves but we probably are gonna see everyone take a healthy run or when it when it's in reason at mark shifley uh for what he did okay let's go to the game and how about montreal i mean toronto's failure has just fed this team uh not only did they beat the leafs it seems they took maple arch the toronto maple leafs powers with them uh, the Canadians were in rhythm, confident, ambitious, undeterred. It's amazing that two weeks ago, this Montreal team looked like one that was trying to lose in the least humiliating or most dignified way as possible by not playing their young guys who would actually maybe give them a bit of an edge offensively and just trying to sit back and lose 2-1 to one to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And now what? Two weeks later, this team is sending Shea Weber in with stretch breakaway passes from their own end. Shea Weber is cherry picking at the blue line and taking stretch passes uh, in a playoff game in round two. It's it's like Montreal's fate is completely uh, changed and they look like the team that they look like for the first three weeks of the season, at least they have in this game and the latter half of the series with Toronto. I guess more important than like, you know, the ballsy stretch pass to Weber is that they look like a four-line team now. Again, I, I mentioned Caulfield and Kotkaniemi coming in later in the series versus Toronto because they didn't seem like they were confident in what they had four lines deep. But in this game, they looked unconcerned with matchups. There was no hard match at all. They were playing freely. We even saw Kutkanyemi 
versus Shifley head-to-head multiple times, and there were no issues. It wasn't like Dominique Ducharme was pulling Kotkaniemi off the ice as, as quick as possible in order to get Phil Deneau on the ice, who famously shut down Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. It, but in, in addition to that, like not being scared and just playing, you know, they were asserting themselves into the game, all four lines, but also diligently working back into their coverage base to absorb everything that Winnipeg tried to throw at them. And that's what they did so well against the Maple Leafs. So they've got that defensive structure down. They've got that base, which has made them successful in the playoffs so far. And now it looks like they feel a little bit more comfortable to be an attacking team as well. So Montreal is finding something here. For Winnipeg, uh, I'm not sure the break did them very good. I mean, they looked flat, certainly in the first period. Um, and they also quickly found themselves hurting. They were supposed to be the healthier team. They only played four games. It was light work for them in round one while Montreal went deep into game seven versus the Maple Leafs. Um, but Paul Stastny just didn't play. Dylan DeMello left early. Um, Adam Lowry and Matthew Perot exited momentarily and they did come back. But Montreal looked like the fresher, healthier team, the team that that looked like it just played four games and had a bit of a week off, maybe until the end. I guess with Jake Evans. Um, yeah, it was it was not probably what most people expected this game. I think a lot of people were penciling in Winnipeg for a win because that emotional letdown was surely going to come, but it didn't. Uh, also unexpected were the offensive stars for Montreal. Uh, after only one point, I believe, the entire defense corps managed against Toronto. Joel Edmondson and Jeff Petrie were difference makers for Montreal in this game offensively, in addition to defensively. Um, each of them had two assists. Each of them did it two different ways. Joel Edmondson and Jeff Petrie each had, I've talked about stretch passes to Shea Weber. Weber didn't score on the breakaway, but Brendan Gallagher did follow up on the rebound. But both Edmondson and Petrie set up a goal with a stretch pass from their own end and set up another goal each with like a beauty play, just a facilitative move in deep in the offensive zone. Not not necessarily deep for Petrie, but just a beautiful pass from him from the point to set up Kotkaniemi. And then Joel Edmondson just found himself ranging in the offensive zone, dropped a beautiful feed off to Corey Perry, who did what Corey Perry's been doing in these playoffs, and that's creating goals. Uh, it wasn't Perry who scored. Um, who was it that scored that goal? It was Eric Stahl who finished that. Um but a lot of it was Joel Edmondson's doing, which is not something we we said much in the uh, in the first round series, where clearly it was the forwards that had to carry the entire offensive load, which wasn't vast by any means, uh, but they managed to do the job. The highlight, though, was Nick Suzuki's goal. It did come on the on uh, the Edmondson stretch pass that I referenced earlier. Just a preposterous move in a playoff game uh, to pull that off. What looked like a shinny move. Uh, in a playoff game in a big moment and that was sort of when Montreal was at its at its peak in this game they seemed to be playing with just an immense amount of confidence and I think that Suzuki move uh, was most emblematic of that um, let's talk about the goalie battle quick um, I don't think there's anything much more to say other than it's going to be lopsided if Connor Hallibuck doesn't sharpen his tools and weapons quickly um, I'm not going to say, you know, Carey Price was spectacular in this game, Not maybe not to the extent he was in the Maple Leaf series or uh, in the latter half of the Maple Leaf series, but uh, he won round one. And this is a heavyweight tilt in terms of goaltending. Likely the two that lead their respective countries in the Olympics, if the NHL players do indeed find themselves at the Olympics next year for Canada and the U.S. respectively, 
with Price and Hellebuck. Um, but it, it wasn't necessarily a uh, goaltending battle. Um, but Price got Price wins round one. That's for sure. So Colorado and Vegas right now tied at two at the start of overtime. We're a couple minutes in. Interesting game. I'll talk about it briefly, but I hopefully you know hopefully we get a quick winner here, and I can at least um, at least talk about the end result. Um, but it, it, this one changed on a dime. I mean, w- this was at the very start of this game, very similar to what we saw in game one, where Colorado put up a touchdown and just dominated Vegas. Uh, again, they were like a hot knife through chilled butter, uh, against one of the league's best teams for a fourth straight period. Um, it just doesn't seem like Vegas had anything could even hold a candle to them. It's astounding. Really? It was astounding. And it is still astounding how good the Colorado avalanche are, but this all turned very, very quickly. I think Vegas had its best two periods of the entire postseason in periods two and three doing to Colorado what Colorado did to them in game one, but with one caveat, they couldn't score goals. I think they hit five or six posts. Philip Grubauer was sensational, um, but they couldn't find the back of the net. And that has been the story of their postseasons of late. And, but this was totally different. Like they, they deserved a bunch of goals. It was an avalanche versus the avalanche of scoring chances and waves of offense. And if Vegas can bottle this, then they're in this series for sure. But despite how good they played, if they don't score the next goal here, it's 2-0 Colorado, and Colorado's worst game still produced a victory. So we shall see what happens here. We're probably not going to get the result, but Colorado is going to a power play, so maybe we will. I'll quickly talk about Nathan McKinnon, waste a little time. Hopefully we get a goal. Uh, just a ridiculous stat board showed by Sportsnet um, showing Nathan McKinnon's postseason numbers, recent postseason numbers, at least his postseason numbers inside the last calendar year. 17 goals and 20 assists in 20 games. So almost two goal, two points per game in 20 games in the postseason, not including this game two that's on right now. Only two games he didn't have a point. So he's just been basically good enough for one goal or one, one point every game. Oh, close to two points every game. But every night he's doing it. He's getting something. And what's interesting is that he hasn't been on the board yet in this game. So perhaps he finds that overtime winner or sets up that overtime winner. But I, I'd say the key is to shut down Nathan McKinnon. But even if you shut it, even if he scores, like that's not the key for Colorado because, you know, they've lost a ton of games, obviously, within that 20-game stretch. But there's just nothing you could do against this guy. Like He is just a complete monster and clearly the best postseason player on the planet right now. I don't think we're going to get this overtime winner. It's unfortunate because I definitely wanted to dig into this series a little bit more, but you know, we got to be doing some writing in the morning. So I can't be up too, too late. Got to be able to, we got to be able to do the other half of the job. So we'll leave it there. This Winnipeg Montreal series. I don't know if, I don't know if it's setting up to be spectacular, but we've certainly got drama early. So things are going to unfold. And if Vegas can get this victory tonight, what looked like it was going to be a short series, at least through four periods, could end up being a long one in the end. Um, we'll be back tomorrow night to talk about the games that you know that are as things get sort of settled here uh, in round two with the Canadian teams finally playing, uh, and we'll have more takes, more reactions to what's going on in the playoffs. It remains fun, even though this nightly thing is pretty tough. Um, okay, we'll leave it there. See you guys tomorrow night.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.